Welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hi, Susan. Hello, Guthrie. So today, a bunch of logistics stuff is happening that we should just quickly mention before we move on to our topic today, which is going to be um, AI and UX. The death of UX. (laughs) Uh, So we're mucking around with uh, studio stuff. Yeah. Um, I have my new mic. Yay. Uh, Susan has... Um, <laughs> Susan has microphone problems. Microphone problems. Uh, so, you know, uh, it, if anyone's listening live and we sound like we're like unlistenable, um, uh, you can you can let us know. Otherwise, hopefully we sound okay. Hopefully I sound better and then uh, Susan will continue to sound better as, as, as it moves along. Um but you know that's okay. Uh, so let's. Anything you wanted to add to that? No, that's good. Okay. Um, so we will uh, we will jump in. We'll jump in today. Where we do you remember where we left off? I think so. Well, maybe not. I mean, we were talking the last the last episode. We talked about. Um, what everybody's talking about, you know, chat GPT. And you went through a very interesting discussion of why AI should be banned, <laughs> which I, and, and, and it was really an interesting conversation. So anyone who missed that one, I do suggest that you listen in to, to the, our last episode. But we said that what we we're going to talk about this week was about the effect that things like chat GPT will have on the field of design and specifically user experience design. Yeah. That's what we said uh, we were going to talk about. And we were going to use UX as a um, microcosm for a lot of other industries that are sort of in the intelligence space. Uh, okay. One quick development that's happened sort of in the interim that sort of leads to what I was saying. I've seen, you know, a couple places, people who are advanced in the UX field because everyone is like, how can I invest in chat GPT? How can I invest in chat GPT? And sort of the word is going out around various other, uh, in the tech sphere, because they're trying to, people are trying to be like, hey, um, uh, you know, this is like, like, don't, you know, invest in us, basically. Yeah. I've heard various people say, you know, what they're doing over at ChatGPT, nothing really that original. Like, it's not even that good. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw um, some Silicon Valley person uh, label it as like a, a, a bullshit generator. Okay. Like a mediocre bullshit generator. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, so just as a sense of, again, um, people in the tech community, uh, don't seem to be phased. They, they don't seem, I mean, they're scared only in so far as they're worried that they won't get investor investment in as big of quantities because they'll be investing in other companies. Mm. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of posturing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it is not all that, and it's really not that impressive. Um, and so, okay. I've heard kind of the opposite. I mean, I, oh, you did. I, well, just you know, uh, we we're, we have this one client, and I was listening in on some conversations, and there were these were like uh, 
programming programmer developer type people who were coming up instantly with okay here's how we could here's how our company could use this oh no but that's not again that's not i mean i'm not i was talking about people in the ai space oh okay i got you yeah that people in the ai space were sort of like Oh, Same. just oh. wait until you see what we well, can do. Well, we've got, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So let's, uh, enough of the chit chat. Let's, okay. let's jump into it now. Unless there's okay. anything else you would like to um, add, chat about. Yeah. I mean, you know, this goes back to um, uh, something that I've been talking about for a long time. And I think we mentioned at some point that. Um, my timeline horizons are often way off on things, you know, so, uh, I mean, I don't even want to tell you what year it was when I declared that, you know, uh, uh, voice interfaces were about to explode onto the world. It was a long time ago and I was wrong. It took a while. It did eventually, but it took literally decades more than I thought. And the same as with AI, I mean, I made, you know, the pronouncement, this is about to explode on, and then it's been decades. So I'm often wrong on the timeline. One of the things that I've been saying for, again, maybe not quite that long, maybe not decades, but many years, is that that if you are um, a person whose job it is to design uh, interfaces, app interfaces, web software interfaces, you know, if, if your job is just designing screens and pages and, you know, using Figma or Sketch or Adobe XD or whatever tool that you used to use or you're using now, I've been saying, um, if you're not planning on retiring in the next year, you should figure out what else you're going to do because there won't be jobs doing this because the machines will do it. And I've been saying that, I don't know, Guthrie, 10 years? Maybe. So again, I think my her, my timeline horizon is off. However, I think, you know, I think now with the with the AI stuff, chat GPT stuff, I think that's going to accelerate. I mean, you know, I, I, you're probably really tired of the stories from me and others saying, "Oh, I tried this out on chat GPT." <laughs> Right. But I did. I'm going to tell you, I tried this out on ChatGPT. I went to ChatGPT and I said, um, design a screen for me for an app. And I just typed in what I want. It, I, you know, I was like, I want create create a screen in an app for people to register to take UX courses. And here's the UX courses that they should be able to sign. I just kind of typed in like stream of consciousness and press the button and then chat gpt just started designing the screen now was it um at all sophisticated in terms of visual design no it was it was a wireframe it was pretty rough but there it was and it had made decisions about where the button should be and what you know what what the button should say i didn't tell it what to put on the buttons and uh it just made a bunch of design decisions and did the wireframe. And then I think there was a button there that said, you know, get, get the code. I, I was like, really? It wrote code behind it. So I, you know, I just think, I just think this is going to happen really fast. And I think uh-huh. it's a, a, a 
change to the work that UX people and, and you know, UI, user interface design people. Um, oh, and if you want to know the difference between UX and UI, just ask ChatGPT because I think they give a really good explanation okay. for All that. Right. So, so let's, let's, let's. You want to pause me? You want to yeah. stop me? Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Make let's me stop. Let's dig deeper here because okay. there are, um, different uh, orders of magnitude with yes. all these things. It's not, yeah. it's not just one, um, there's, there's different levels of sophistication okay. in everything. So let's let there, there are, uh, two paths, uh, when it comes to, let's just stick with the UX design for the moment. Okay. Right. So how, um, using AI, deep learning, software and technology can, uh, we are saying, uh, do the work of UX design. So the first is going to be the abstract, simple layer of UX design work. So this is going to be, um, you know, w the work that a lot of companies think is UX design or some of the ancillary work that UX designers are doing. And so that's that's part one. And that's maybe the simpler work. Like you said, it made decisions about where to put the buttons. That is something that a UX designer maybe would do in a company, which is different than the second part, which is doing good UX design and applying the UX research that you create to you know, come up with you know, a design that's easy to use. So, yeah, so, yeah. so there's, well, so there's, so I want to, yeah. I want to kind of have you start with the easier yeah. thing, which is okay. automating some of the tasks that UX yeah. designers do that are maybe more basic. And then we're going to work our way yeah, towards the good. nuance. And so we're going to have to use certain terminology and explain the terminology. And this is not standard. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to tell you the terms I've been using lately. I, I've tried to standardize. I've tried to listen to what other people call things. I mean, we could have an entire episode on that and get probably lots of people writing and, in and saying terminology is no, 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 boring. no. But we have to. I we have to. We have to address it here, or people won't know what we're talking yes. about. So I'm going to call the the detailed design decisions about. Uh, uh, where exactly where the button should go on the on the screen and um, you know what color the button should be and the order of the things should appear on that particular screen I'm gonna call that UI user interface design and okay? this would be um, for the most part if I was a developer and I this is what this would be my sort of ask from a UX designer that's well a ui designer ui designer right yes yeah we need a screen so that the users can do blah 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 we need a screen so the users can see the results of right yes and that i'm going to call it ui design work again everyone might want to argue with me what we call things but that's what i'm going to call it so yeah so so this is this first level which is the raw output that an unsophisticated user needs in order to continue you know, they, they if, if if you if you think of all of UX as a black box, yeah. And I'm a developer. Yeah. I make a request, things happen, and right. then I get this back. Yeah, and you know, the a UI designer is typically doing a prototype. It's not the actual code. 
uh, and then the developer's gonna, you know, yep. turn that prototype into the code and and there's all different ways to do that and so on. But that's what I call UI and design. And of course we know that there's secret sauce, there's magic happening with research and with all kinds of, you know, modeling and there's there's complicated things that that happen before that eventually gets turned over to the dev side ideally. Yeah, yeah, and that's where, you know, and so so I call it detail design, UI design. Uh, some people call it UX design. You could call it UX detail design. But then there's the UX design work that is uh, a, hopefully a precursor to that. And that's, I typically use the term conceptual modeling or designing the high level design. So that's all the work that a user experience person does in order to, um, you know, that's, that's, that has to do with what is it that people or users are really want to accomplish? Um, what, what is the, the task flow? What is the, the series of screens uh, uh, that we should do in what order? Um, uh, so it, what, should, what should things be called? What is the mental model that the users have and how can we design our screens and pages to fit that mental model? So it's, it's everything that should be done yeah, you know, there's scenarios, storyboards, you know, object view decisions, task analysis, task system architecture. There's a whole bunch of stuff that UX designers do or should be doing before somebody is sitting down, you know, and doing that detailed UI work. Now, a lot of times that's missing. Like it's just nobody's doing it. And that's a, that's a problem. But in a lot of organizations, you do have, you know, U, UX design doing that conceptual modeling. Now, by the way, Guthrie, just to give you my whole entire picture, uh, user research is, is a whole nother thing that feeds into all this, but that's separate. So I think, you know, back to the chat GPT and just AI in general, I think AI will very quickly take over the, the user interface design, that detailed design. And I think AI could do some of the what I was describing as the high-level conceptual model work, but not all of it. So, um, but I think it is a very, you know, I'd, lo I'd love to see AI help us do that conceptual design modeling, and I think oh, it okay. could. So, okay, you're, you're, jumping, you're jumping ahead. All right, so I'm sorry. So, so let's just start with yeah. just just the UI design. Just the UI design. Okay, raw, that's the easiest place. So, um, how much how how automated do you think that could be? I think it could be extremely automated. I, I guess I here's how I envision it, and I shouldn't describe this. We should just go create it. And make millions, Guthrie. It's never going to happen. Okay, then I'll go ahead and describe <laughs> it. I think that you could, first of all, set up, you could make some choices to set up your, um, your design system. You could say, okay, uh, I want to, you know, we're going to use... Um, design system A, which 
it has blue buttons and right and all the, this font and all those decisions are are made and that's built into the design system so then as a ui designer all i have to do is say using the uh blah 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 you know the the a1 design system because i could have multiple ones no but i want to use the a1 using the a1 design system i can now just tell you uh at the very least I can tell you what I want on the screen or page. Um, I think we can get to the point where the AI knows the, the best order to put things in, um, knows, you know, is making dis decisions about what to call things, exactly what the label of that button should be. I think we could get to the point where I just have to give you a description of what the what I want the user to be able to do. So and where that, do those data sets come from? Because which, which data sets? Well, so if we're talking in AI terms, yeah. you need a large data set. Yeah. And you need the data set to um, basically have have a this is this is like what you want to find. So in the classic example is, you know, when Google's trying to have it do image recognition, you know, you, if you're going to do image recognition, then you need, you know, humans to say, yes, this is a turtle, right? And then you can compare your model. Then you're just trying to get the highest level of accuracy, yeah. right? And however it gets there is how it gets there. And that's sort of up to the, you know, uh, the, the, that, that's how you. That's how you're finding. You're tuning to figure out the best model because yeah. you know what your outcome is. Yeah. Um, uh, with uh, um, ChatGPT, I'm sure it's similar. They had an entire. I'm sure there are forums, right? And there are all sorts of forums where people are like, "This is the right answer. This is the best answer. Yeah. This is the highest rated answer. Yeah. You know. And so you can. You know, if, if you're giving ChatGPT Reddit and was it Quora and, uh, uh, you know, Code Exchange and yeah. um, Stack Overflow, I think these are, I'm just probably naming things wrong, but these are like sort of places where people are asking questions and then answers are given and you can sort of figure out what are the highest rated answers? What, what are the, here's, here's a, here's a, here's a, here's 7 billion answers to questions what do they have in common? And you can then sort of let the AI magic sort of figure out things that they have in common. With a big enough data set, anything is possible. So going back then, how, how do you train a model when it comes to design? How can you train it to be like, uh, to, for it to know that this, what I created is in line with the design system? Yeah, well, you know, basically, I how you get there, but what's the data set? Okay, basically, I have no idea. That's the easy answer. But here's what. All right, so, and this is not train how to train AI data sets. That is not my area of expertise. No, I know, but you do. But I, but uh, but in order for it to, it to be good, I really do think that you do need a data set because uh, otherwise, if there's not a data set that's readily available that you can train it against. I do think that will slow it down. Yeah, no, I understand. I don't know. I don't know how this work is done. I mean, I think I would think you could, can, can you not 
Can you not somehow feed it and say, here's, here's a gazillion examples of good design? Potentially, yes. Uh, I mean, what, uh, I, and you, can, you, can you feed it and say, here's a gazillion examples of bad design? Or do you just give them good design? I don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer to this question, but I don't know how it is that when I... About, well, hold on. I got I got to push what? back because it's not about good design versus bad design. I mean, that's okay. certainly part of it. But yeah. you were talking about, hey, I need this design you make to match my design system. Yeah, that part I don't know. This I logo just thought, and this color and yeah, this layout and this Yeah, I was just throwing that spacing. in there. No, but I think that's important, right? So how... So, so, so that is that, that AI going to create the design system? I, th I think it would almost be easier for an AI to create a design system than to come than up to with a page that matches your yeah, design that, system. But may bad. maybe, maybe yeah. that's true. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a two step, right? Where you have one AI, like a chat GPT that can turn your design system into a set of parameters that then could be judged against it. I, I don't I, know. I would think you could do the, I would think you could also go the other way. It's like, oh, here's a bunch of apps, create a design system. I, that's what I'm saying. I think creating a design system would be that, the easy part. That Here, would be here's, here's, here's a, uh, go, go find a list of the best kind of designed websites, right? And, yeah, and absolutely. a list from absolutely. the internet. And yeah. then, okay, what are things about that that would be like, good, come up with a design system and then you can kind of tweak that. Right. Um, and then may, and then maybe there's a way to do sort of parameter matching. Now we're yes. getting into the weeds a little bit, yes, but we are. I, but I, but, uh, I do think that is one of the important elements of right now, AI, that's really good. So make a painting like a Monet. That's right. Right. That's you right. need it. You need it to give you, it needs yes. to have that endpoint. Yeah. To, to try and yeah. go to. And, and I don't see why I think we can do that. Now here's a, here's an, here's an interesting, so here's, ah, so there's so many interesting questions to me that come out of this. So one thing is actually what's the best way, assume that's all in place. Yes. What's the best way to tell chat GPT what it is you want to design. Like when I tried it, right, all I did was say, well, I want, you know, design an app for people to register for courses and here's the courses they can run. I mean, I, I'm kind of curious about what's the best way for us to even tell the, uh, tell the AI what it is we want to design. So I do, I do have a answer to this. Yeah. I think, um, uh, the image generating AI, yeah, is already a is is a good example of what is to come with this yeah. kind of stuff. So you'd say, hey, I would like a painting of a flower in the style yeah, of yeah, 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 and it does that. Yeah, but if there's a part of it that you're not happy with, yeah, you can select that part, right, and you can yeah. sort of draw and pick it and yeah. say, okay, do something else with this particular with this part. One. Yeah. So what? That what I think the way it's going to work is very similar to the way good design works, which is um, high, low, high, low, right? You're doing big picture conceptual Yeah, zoom stuff, out, zoom in, zoom out, zoom I call out, it. And you're going to zoom in and do specific stuff. So you say, hey, I would like a wireframe of 
you know, this that fits with of our course, design principle. Of course, registration. And, and we are going to assume that the movie magic is there and that it can do things with your particular corporate parameters that in the software, there's like, here are my parameters. Here's my design system, right? We use these fonts and these colors and yeah, like, yeah. this is, you know, menu yeah. on the top or whatever. Right. And that it, it, it abides by those. So let's just assume that that exists. I don't think that's impossible, but yeah. I do think there are some, like, like I said, maybe some roadblocks that might slow this down a little bit yeah. at least for this particular application. So then once you, once you have that, then where do you go? I think you start with that thing and you say, okay, um, let's work on this, fl this flow, this wireframe, and it'll generate it. And then you say, okay, this button, can we, can I get some, can, can you try this again? Yeah. Figure out some, give me some other options. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, this uh, paragraph that you wrote, this is too corporate. Rewrite this copy to be yeah. more fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, over here, this, uh, this icon, um, this, this, uh, this is too boring. Make something yeah. that's more colorful. And yeah. so, and so you kind of select the elements and because it would, it's, it's actually doing the code or at least um, doing the quasi code the same, the same way that you would make a mock-up in sketch or Figma or, yes. um, you know, uh, uh, XD. Yeah. Um, that, that is quasi code where elements are software already. Yes. And so it'd be very easy to select an element and say, try it again, do it with these extra parameters, do it this way, do it that way, try it here, try it there, do this thing, do that thing. And so you could basically have an expert massage it right. into uh, visually into sort of really kind of getting yeah. getting there. Yeah. So can, can I take this? So I think this is going to happen and I think it's going to happen pretty quickly. But I want to actually take this to, to a few other levels of possible abstraction. So one interesting, so let's see, I want to go to two different branches. One branch is, well, once all that is done, then does anybody really need to write code? Or did we just actually go from prototyping to code? And so not only do the UI designers lose their job, but all the programmers and developers lose their job. Well, hey, I have to say that just like developers don't really know what UX people do, UX people also don't really know what developers That's do. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So you know, there are certainly aspects of development that I think a lot of that developers... That may also go away, right? Would, are praying for the sweet relief of AI so they don't have to do, you know, the recursive <laughs> whatever one more time. Um, okay, so that was one question, but I have another question. But there are probably still things that, a, that, that, that would free them up to work on other stuff. But we, yes. well, let's, let's, much in the same way, there's right. the straightforward code... Yes. Where it's like, hey, make a login the, the, script that yes. accesses database that okay. I've done a thousand times. But I, and but then I, there's the I stuff that is the next I, level. I think it's so. very possible that some programmers and developers with lizards aren't needed the same way the UI yeah. design part. No, we, we just said the, 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 the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah. I think the AI can, can tackle. Can do. All right. But I have another question. This is another kind of yeah, meta abstract question. If 
we are saying. So for instance, I, I, we have a client who is looking at maybe the, our users that are currently using this software and these screens to do what they need to do, maybe they won't need to do that because maybe all they will do is type in an instruction right into ChatGPT. Oh, do this, da, 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 and, and it does it. So maybe we won't even need to create all these screens no. because that's not oh, how no. someone would sign up for the course. Maybe this, this, someone just just types in or says, oh, register me for the UX special I, topics course. So you don't even need a screen. I, I understand. But this is that's a diff. If you want to do that next week, we can do that next week. Okay. That is that is how AI might change in. the 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 design. All right. All right. You want it? All right. We're just tackling but how that's this not, AI That is a different. That's a that's right. a whole right. different can of worms. That's a good can of worms. It's a can but, of worms. But um, I mean, you often you often tell in your uh, keynotes and workshops uh, the the joke about the developer who said. Uh, in, there's a Dilbert cartoon in which, you know, they sort of joke about not having a, an interface. Yeah, the the Dilbert cartoon that says, oh, we've decided we can save money. We're just not going to have a, a, an interface at all for this. Program. And the developers are like, can we actually do that? Yeah, oh, I actually had people ask me. So oh, that's, that, that's basically that? what you're advocating is like, let's get rid of all interfaces. All the and interfaces. There, there's always an interface. There's always going to be, you know, second yeah, chances and checks. Yeah, but it might not be and... a screen. But anyway, you're right. But it might, can... it might be different, yes. But let's, okay. let's, we can, that's, let's that's sort forget of different. That. All right, you know, Obviously, if you have, I mean, yes and no. It just sort of returns the flows to the way they used to be previously before it right. pre-internet days. Before, before you pick user up the phone and you say, "Hey, can you book me two tickets to That's to right. Hawaii?" I've called my travel agent here. So yeah, I want to go in April. I want right. like I want exactly. a hotel, right? I and know. so so we're just we're just I kind know. of getting back well, to. I'm just saying. To that, so, so I'm not saying you're wrong, but that that is that's a different topic. It for, is a different think, topic. A different so, okay, so so I think we are in agreement, or this, you you've sort of said that from the u the, the some of the UI elements can yes. be automated, yes. and I do think um, there is a level of visual design that I mean, just speaking personally, I don't think you maybe give visual designers enough credit for. No, you are totally wrong. I give visual designers an enormous amount of credit. Um. There, there, because there's another layer of what's happening in visual design, and maybe most of that can be automated too. But that is going to be the uh, like, like coming up with in an app, you know, fancy animations that Absolutely. sort of work with the brand. Coming up with the with you know style guides and uh, the way sort of things are represented in pleasing aesthetic ways, and some of that can be replicated, but there's also a lot of work that has to happen in in sort of creating the aesthetic as yes. well and staying yes. true to that. So yes. I, I do think uh, in the same way, some of that visual design can maybe be freed up from where do I put the button to let me work on this really cool. Well, sort of and right now there's there's 
right now there's a huge mishmash mess ar stuff of what is ui and what is visual design i mean that's uh, sure sure we uh, could talk but, about that for an hour but i don't yeah. want so to. so so that that is to say that that even even within ux there is a a layer of even within ui there's a layer of abstraction where there's sort of the nuts and bolts of it that can probably be easily automated and then there's sort of yes. the, what would be what would be considered the higher level stuff you know yes. the the so the, yes you have to do the visual design but then there's the good visual design Yes, you have to do the the nuts and bolts of UX, which is to hand a developer here's what you should create, and then there's the but is it well is it designed well? Yeah. So let's now move on to that second level. Okay. Okay. And so, how uh, can AI be used to create good design? Design that is uh, how how can AI be leveraged to make uh, apps and software programs um, more user friendly and replace some of the work that a UX professional would do with conceptual model the way you define it conceptual modeling and and you know detailed design and how how is well, can that conceptual modeling is different from detailed design. So UI is what we were talking about. I was just because. sort of putting it all sort yeah. of yeah. The good, the good stuff, the stuff that the professionals get paid the money to, to do, to make the things that would separate pretty, what, 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 what you would, the way you would classify it as something that's pretty, but not well-designed versus something that is ideally pretty and well-designed. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't actually don't know the answer to the question. I mean, I'm starting to think about all of this stuff. I mean, I, the the UX conceptual model UX design is complicated. I, um, I have if, thoughts, by the way. If you if you don't have well, them. yeah, I I want to hear. I mean, yeah, I have some thoughts, but why don't, actually why don't you go first? What are your thoughts? I figured you want me to go first. Um, I just I saw the look in your eyes. Uh, no, I just it, go ahead. <laughs> so. This is a question that has dogged UX for forever. Which question? The entire time I've been in the field, which, which isn't question? that long. How? Because how do you measure good design? How do you how do you quantify whether something is designed for the user and is usable versus not? And it you know we teach a whole course on the ROI of design. And yeah. the entire point, uh, what, what, what was the other one? We did? Metrics? There was something about yes, U, UX metrics. Yes. Success yeah. metrics. UX success, UX success metrics. And the entire point is things happen. People are interacting with your product, service, app, whatever. And there's an interaction. And somewhere in that interaction, there is value to be gained by having it be well-designed in brand loyalty, in fewer calls to customer service, in reduced frustration, in time saving. Like there's there is value to be gained. But some of those things are really, really, really hard to quantify. So um, you know, company you know, a company maybe like Apple, 
you know, people call it, quote, the Apple magic. There are things there are that, that are small, that, that are really complicated, that Apple just does really, really smoothly. And they are often appreciated by their users for being so just like, well, that was not hard. That was great. You know, um, setting up a new iPhone. You have your old iPhone. I, I totally disagree with you. I'm on, on Apple or on measuring good design. Not, not the Apple part. Look, I, I absolutely, you, you can think it's measure. easy to measure it. Absolutely. It is. No, I'm not saying you can't measure it. All I'm saying it is, it is difficult to measure. So, so, okay. So let's, in Apple's case, there is an ease with which people at least perceive yes. using Apple yes. products and that has a value. Yes. So the pro Big value. you can you can measure it, you can set it, you can plan for it, you can implement. I it. think that's hard to measure. It's not hard to measure. People just aren't interested in measuring it, and they aren't interested in doing it. So my, you know, I, we we had this conversation. I don't maybe on the podcast episode or maybe we were just talking. The the quality of the user experiences the, is, is declining at a fairly rapid pace. It's happening all around us. And I feel like nobody's noticing. It's like, oh, I think people notice. All these buildings are crumbling and no one's noticing that the buildings are crumbling. People complain you know, about how terrible everything is. All everything the time. is getting really, really bad. And so the, so why is that? Why is that? Is that because we don't know how to design it well? No, it's because it's not a priority. And the people who are making the decisions about what to build and how to build it, they're, they're distracted. They have a lot of other things they're worrying about. And it just becomes a lower priority. So you can absolutely design an experience that works for the human if you want to um and if you and you can measure what about it makes it work what about it makes it delightful what 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 takes it from a really problematic and a big pain to okay to ooh good or an absolute delight like you know there's different levels and you can decide to which level to build at, and you can plan for that, and you can measure it, and you can validate it. There's, it, it's in some ways, it's not that hard, and in other ways, it's extremely hard because you have to be willing to take the time and energy to do it, to change the way you design, and the way you measure, and the way you validate. So that, that that's an important priority. It just it's a matter of setting priorities. And right now, for most organizations who are developing stuff, it is not that high a priority. That's why we see the quality that we have. You know, there are some companies that it is a priority and they they bake it into their 
their plans and their processes and their testing and their measurement. So this is a this is a this is a good. Uh, so this is why I wanted to do this whole UX thing because it it is a microcosm of what you'll see in a lot of industries. Because the instinct is to say, with AI doing a lot of the design, you need to be able to point it to what's good and what's bad. It yes. has to, you know, if you're really going to leverage it, you have to tell it how to get there. Yeah. So that is going to require a lot of companies to invest in the metric UX metrics infrastructure that would take people off doing the design, have the AI do design and have them do the metrics and the infrastructure. Exactly. Okay. And then, and in that way you could have, you'll, you'll get better results because the AI right. will be doing design and you can measure it and you can say, Hey, make this better and it'll make it better. And, yeah. and, and that is better for the user. But this is, so, so that is, that is, that's the instinct of where you could take it. However, however, the, 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 diff, the problem is, is that the priorities of the organization have not changed. That Correct. priority is to prioritize development ease, to prioritize um, making money, yes. and to prioritize, you know, pu pushing profits uh, and lowering overhead are all still there. So just because you have an AI tool that is um, freeing up resources in UX, I don't think that necessarily means that the that the ux is going to be any better oh i totally agree i didn't it's say it's just it was going better. to it's going to be the same just leveraged and so, the, yeah the people aren't creating it yeah so the, so the answer is not going to be hey now that we have this let's get better U, ux because we have extra resources it'll be great we can cut the U, we can get rid of the ux exactly. department and just exactly. have a small developer thing. That's right. We don't need we don't need the UX people at all. That that, right. that could we certainly won't need the UI people. Let's cut them. And what is this other UX thing? Do we? And need let's them? let's uh. And now that we don't need uh, that, let's just roll UX research into a business research. Yes. You know. Yeah, I think we're we're all in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think. Okay, the, so so let's so let's back up then. Okay. So this being a microcosm. Yeah. UX is a niche field. It yeah. is is a small flea on the much larger yes. organism. Yes. Usually usually it is a it is a small little section that is dwarfed by engineering or development yes. or it's 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 affixed to it, you know, in some yeah. in some way. And that, in part, is a large part, but not even the entire organism that is a That's company. Right. And there are some things in the company because of regulatory stuff that has to just ha you some. just have to have. Um, development is certainly one. If you have any kind of electronic anything, uh, website or app or whatever, you got to have a dev team and servers. You know, if you have yep. cloud logins yep. and All databases, you got to have that. Yep. Security. You gotta have HR because of regulatory legal yes. stuff. Um, yeah. Marketing, I think, will always be floating around. Could be heavily automated, but you definitely need. You just you just gotta have some sort of marketing sale sales. You gotta have a sales channel. Yep. Um, these are all big, classic. Yes. Things that make up the bulk of an organization. Yes. 
there are smaller niches in the that are sort of around. Um, I could see. Uh, maybe I'm not intelligent to really know what all of those small niches are, but they're out there. Um, and I think uh, they're probably the ones that institutionally are going to be in trouble because so much of their function will be, uh, you know, let's streamline, let's simplify, let's have the AI do that because then we can just get rid of it. We can't get rid of engineering, but maybe some small subset within engineering that, yes. we, that was happening, we can yes. consolidate, we can, you know, have a new, more streamlined process where the, where we set what the business goals are and then the AI does this and that and this thing and that thing. And then, you know, we're kind of approving the process here, 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 and here at the crucial checkpoints. And I just don't think yep. UX is going to be a crucial checkpoint, right? Right. And I think in some ways that's happening right now. Right, exactly. And so the AI is, AI being a tool like any other tool, it's just going to leverage the business goal, which is to streamline and consolidate and iterate more rapidly. Yep. So the, the, the places where UX might still be seen as a value are in the in a couple of places. So um, I think one, you know, you talked about the regulatory and, and we talked last week about, you know, the, the risks of AI and, and uh, there are there are places where uh, if you don't pay attention to what's going on, like thousands of people will die. Okay, that that might still be of interest, and th and that's still around. So that's that's the whole question of you know I I boil this down to what are the things that are human that are not machine. You know, humans, uh, because of the way they're put together, they often make bad decisions. They often make mistakes. They have emotions. They have feelings. They have preferences. These are all kind of human things. Uh, really, they're primate animal things, but they're not machine things. And in the places where that is of concern, or uh, we need to mitigate risk, or we're gonna, that'll cost us a lot of money, or we wanna be delightful, or we wanna capitalize on what humans are interested in. You know, those are the places that will be interested in having, uh, you know, basically a human expert, a, per, a person who, uh, which a lot of UX people have the training for, maybe not all, but, you know, wait a minute, who knows about people, right? Who knows about human behavior? Who knows the research on human behavior? Who knows the research on, on, on decision-making? I mean, that, you know, those 
places will be interested in having a human-centric person involved that in the process. That sounds much more like the model. Um, so uh, we work we work with organizations where UX is its own thing. We work with organizations where UX is part of engineering. But what you are talking about sounds very much like a sophisticated organization in which UX is part of marketing, in which there is a marketing business development. Well, it's not just marketing. Team and they, but but that but but like like I know there are there are agencies that they do marketing, but it's not like like traditional marketing, right? They do brand consultation. They do. Uh, you know, trying to, you're advocating, uh, engaging experiences, you're trying to make it fun. There is a business development marketing side, as opposed to the dev process, engineering, yeah. making the product. Side. Well, and, I, you know, I mean, if you ask me what it should be, I think there should be a department, you know, a human centered department. That, yeah. that advises marketing or sales or engineering or development or whatever, right? But uh, so I, you know, UX traditionally is all over the place. So in some organization, it's on its own and it reports directly to the CEO and others it goes through marketing and others it goes through a business line. You know, and others like it like goes a C-level human department. And other businesses it goes through the technology. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all over the place. It always has been all over the place, but it probably should be just its own thing. You know, Oh, Oh, what should we do about, Oh, let's go talk to the people in the human center. You know, I mean, it's like, it's a body. Just make make it a sweet, a C-suite. Yeah. C-suite. The people who know about people, we need a department that knows about people. Um, and, uh, that can advise anybody who's making a decision or it's like, well, are people going to do this or are people going to do that? Or what do people want? It's, it's you know, it, to me. But, of course. So, well, hold a, on, hold on. So, let me. Let I have me a just, psych background, so I'm going to think that's critical. No, but but I think, again, this is this is a good thought exercise as a microcosm of how things play out. Obviously, mm-hmm. AI will be very disruptive. It will break down a lot of the traditional yes. walls that were set up. Yes because of a certain thing and now that yep. you know there are more streamlined processes actually when you look at you know the de- so even just the departments within an organization and i think what you know we said that ai is going to cause rather than more sophistication will cause consolidation and yeah. i think there are a lot of other places where there's maybe a um an enclave that traditionally has been its own thing that can then you pull all the enclaves together and consolidate them into sort of one more coherent, you know, body. It used to be that engineering development in a lot of companies was very small because they just needed a website. You know, there was the people in product design, marketing. That's where all the people were, yep. you know, were. And now all of a sudden they're just dwarfed by these huge engineer fields of engineers yeah you know so so there have been it's not like there's never been changes in the past yep. and the size and the way sort of things are structured and consolidated and stuff so i think you will see kind of a lot of those specialty things maybe get consolidated into one larger department like you said sort of like a human department i could see um uh other uh departments get consolidated into larger stuff so for example 
you know, with AI doing stuff, you're going to need an even, there's going to be an even larger regulatory apparatus that you're going to have to deal with, right? Like if you have AI designing stuff, right? Like you're going to have to make sure you're going to have to have a human, just from, from a legal perspective, you need a human to validate that you can put this, the, push this out without something going wrong right. that then you'd get sued over. So, right. so you could see um, another department that would combine HR, legal, and QA, for example, all in, into like a regulatory C-suite yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you could see uh, uh, engineering um, and some of the business uh, 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 data, uh, bi- uh, uh, the sort of uh, bu- big the business data, usually data business, business data is like in its own little thing. You yeah. can see them kind of being consolidated because yeah. you need the business data in order to tell the AI what to, what to maximize. Do. So mm-hmm. you, you should really have those departments together. Mm-hmm. So, so sort of like a, a large uh, reconsolidation of various uh, things. And I, I think that is going to be disruptive to yeah. a lot of industries um, yeah. because I think thing, they'll be slow yeah. to, I think I think well, of course they'll be slow. Guarantee the companies are, I like, I like how companies are always think that they're like quick and responsive and <laughs> never are. I, I don't see very many quick and responsive. Slow ones, but... moving boats. It's kind of it's awkward. It's hard to get people to change. Yeah. It's hard to get people and organizations to change. All right. So. That's good. I, I mean, no, I feel, I feel satisfied that we, we got to the end and we had a conclusion and a takeaway and, uh, and, a, it, and it's all a vision the, yeah, of what it's, it's Like what it's I said, do. UX is dead and UI is dead. And, uh, you know, I, I'm worried but, about but, it. But not, but, but it, it just, just changed. Um, I'm worried about it. <laughs> I mean, you. I still think the the the. You know, it has always been that advocating for a user experience is, is good a, for the company. And yeah. there will be some companies that want to do that, and that yes. will be a strategic advantage. That the yes. other companies at least have to pretend or shuffle around or do something. Yeah, but then match. they don't. Yeah, but they, it's like what that phrase, you know, lip service only. So uh, to me, it really comes down to whether, I mean, and maybe I'm just being very simplistic, but does the, do the high level people in the organization think that humans, human stuff is critical to their operation? Yes or no? They may not. And it, and that's fine if they don't, and they've already decided that. And, you know, those are the, Groups There's been lots of companies who make a lot of money. A not lot of money, not caring about. Caring. <laughs> I know, and I do just fine. So I understand, you know, what they're. Yeah, yeah. So it has to, it has to have value, and for an organization, in order for them to be willing to invest in it and do it, do it well. So, um, if you want to finish by just uh, by just saying. Uh, uh, any any advice to uh, UXers out there? I do. I do have advice to UXers. So my advice, again, as I said, if you're planning on doing this, if you're not going to be retiring in the next year, my advice to you is may work on honing your skills in 
the human part of what you do. Uh, think about what, and be be honest, be honest, you know, don't say, oh, no, I could do this much better than a machine could. No, if a machine can do it, then put it off to the side. It's not a question of whether you can do it better than a machine. The question is, could a machine do that soon? Yes, then then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. So, uh, you know, learn about the research on humans, on human decision-making, on, on biology of humans, you know, uh, uh, People don't see the color blue very well. I mean, just anything you can do to understand humans better, I think, gives you uh, a leg up. I would also or, concentrate. Yeah. Or or be the person who's going to be the big picture person who can yes. check who 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 is who is holding the AI reins. Who yes. is saying, okay, do well, okay, try this this way. We need something this way. This isn't yes. quite right. Like, okay, got to make this thing work better. Yes, know. yes, I agree. Uh, you know, high-level conceptual model, UX strategy. Uh, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of AI. You've got to, you've got to dig into it because it is happening. It may not well, happen no, no, well. No. You can also be afraid of it. It is okay. No, I don't mean. I don't. Okay. No, you, <laughs> you should. You, be you can of think it. it's. It should be illegal because no, you're afraid of it. No, what I mean is, but also don't put your head in the sand. sand. That's what go. I meant. Yes. Don't don't say, I don't like this. I don't want anything to do with it. You have to try and understand what's going on because you got to be prepared. That's what I would say. Yeah. yeah. While still Guthrie. advocating for it to all be illegal. Oh, yeah, you can keep doing that. Guthrie, thank you so much for this crazy conversation. Yes, um, and uh, like I said, we will we'll continue to work on our audio setup. Hopefully this... Uh, yeah, think, hopefully we'll improve that. I think, I think that. I, we got some feedback that everything sounds All right. good. Um, so thank you thank so much. You. I'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>